welcome to Outrun the Bear, a podcast where we discuss video games with no real authority and express some unpopular opinions mixed in with some popular opinions while we outrun our backlog of games, which we call the bear. Yeah, yeah, mix it up. For the audience to decide. When was the last time that we read our original intro properly? Uh, I'd say we have done it zero times. Yeah. You. <laughs> Actually, no, wait, I did it one time. You I did think. do it one Didn't I? Yeah. I well, you, you did it one time and then you got our names backwards. Yeah, that's right. And then we included it in as a joke. Yes. Yeah. Because it was, we, it was, it was funny. funny. It was okay funny. It was only okay. Funny. Medium funny. Has yeah. a joke fallen flat since then? No, I think it's still good. I enjoy it. I, I go back that- and listen to it every week. I, I actually, I have that episode on my phone. So when I do QC of our episodes, it's always, for whatever reason, it's always the next episode after I finish oh, that's the last episode. So it always starts with your like announcer voice right. doing it and then getting the name wrong. I still yeah. get a chuckle out of it every time. It's so. kind of funny. Your laugh in it actually is what kills me, I think, the most. I think it, it just cracks me up. Just I mostly don't. because you're like, I, I can't even like, what do I even say right now? It's so great. Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah. Welcome, Jacob, everybody. It's been, like a, it's been like a month, man. We, uh, it's been a long Hopefully time. have a few things to catch up on. I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to chatting today. Yeah, I I feel like, you know, we were, we were chatting just before and kind of said we always have these lofty goals of doing this every couple of weeks and then things happen, life happens, and we we sit down and it's been a month. I, I was yeah. worried a little bit. I, I just, I feel like life got in the way and I haven't really... Um, you know, if we had done this two weeks ago, I would have had a lot to talk about because I didn't feel like I delved into new stuff to really get in into. But I think we've got a a bunch of stuff to. Yeah, I think so. About. I think we've. I, well, I mean, I've certainly uh, poured through a few things. Um, I think you've got a bit of a list here as well. So uh, let's dive let's, in. let's get oh, into it. Wait a minute. I want to say Uh-oh. something uh, without any. I'm not going to ask you if it's again. So I just want to point out that Jacob has asked two important questions that we need to get resolved by the end of this oh episode. yeah they're critical ones so uh where is jacob's freaking control book yeah um and i'll i'll just go with like where is jacob and adam's uh control books because i would also like one and yeah, so- i have i to be fair i'm not like searching for it uh feverishly but i have periodically looked and and then I go back to the website to see, like, did they they really did say other countries would be available later. And then it usually takes me about five minutes to find that particular article to see if they have a new link or something. And then it gets me nowhere. Okay, so for those who don't know, this is the art and making of, or the making and art of Control, like the video yeah. game. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we both fell in love with this game and the book looks amazing and we wanted this book. The it publisher does. released it only in the US. And I was like, yeah, don't worry, other countries are coming. And then they update and they're like, yeah, and available in Europe and Asia and every other country except for Canada. Canada, don't worry, we're making it. We're we're working on it. What? <laughs> That's hard. You're it's working, hard to get it why? over here. I don't understand. How yeah. is Canada harder? I don't. Yeah. Literally, it's available everywhere it. else. You can go to their site and you can buy the book, and then you go to like shipping, and they'll yeah. ship it literally everywhere. And and Canada's not there. And when you look at it, they're like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're trying to figure out how to get things into Canada because there's that wall. And so, like, Jake, I, I at this point, I have a number of art books that I've bought. I've got Zelda mm-hmm. and Mario and some other ones. I haven't really looked at any of them. My kid the other day saw the Mario one and is like, I want to look at that and check it out. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah. So I pulled it down. We started flipping through it. 
That lasted about three minutes and then got closed back up and put back on the shelf to be opened again in five years, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I yeah. really, I, why well, is all the one still in the shrink wrap, by the way? Wow. I've gone mm-hmm. through, I've gone through all my Zelda ones. Yeah, uh, for for sure. Uh, I like, I like flipping through them. I like flipping through I like them. A good I think book. this one, these, I think these this ones are one, an art book so much, right? The one, at least the ones I have, they're more, um, they're more like guides or like just content type, like a Bradley games kind of almost book with some of these, um, actually the breath of the wild one, which is sealed, which I haven't looked inside. I think maybe has some more of the mm, concept art and whatnot, but. I mean, I have the game guides and I, I technically haven't gone through all the game guides for Zelda. I just like, like having them, uh, but I have used them. I've gone through a bit just for fun. Um, but I do have like the Hyrule, um, there's like the history art and there's a third one. There's like a trilogy kind of, they, they put out and I've gone through all three of those and I've enjoyed them. But, um, I think this one is different just because it is both the art and making. So they actually go and delve into kind of the making of the game. And and we've watched, you know, we talked about it last year when we made, uh, played the game, there was that kind of making of series and it didn't get into it. Not enough, not enough, but it did talk to it. And it was very interesting to hear how they kind of went about it. It was, it was interesting. I mean, mean, the highlight of, of, of all of that was probably just the, the, uh, songs that were being sung by the janitor fellow. That's true. That's true, um, but where is that book? Second pivotal question for the episode. Yes, right here. Second, second question. Why can't Jacob pre-order his Zelda Joy-Cons? Yes. Why Capital not? OMG. Why, why are pre-orders, I think we talked about this a bit during the PlayStation and Xbox launches. Why are pre-orders such a hassle? Why I can know. I not just get in a queue? And I don't care if you've only been allotted 400 units and you're only willing to commit 400 units. Just put me in the queue. Tell me yeah. that... I may never get one because they may never get that allotment. You can tell me that up front and I'd be fine with that. Just let me queue though. I don't want to have to come back like three months later and go, oh yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. As an example, Valve, when they released the index, mm-hmm. they only had a certain amount of stock initially, but they let you sign up yeah. and they basically let you purchase it or f- faux purchase it. And then when stock, your stock allotment actually came up, then they would send you an email and within three three business days or 72 hours or whatever it was, you maybe it was shorter than that, I can't remember, uh, you had to you know get them the payment information and current shipping information, which I think is also brilliant because I'll just point out, I've had a couple, I think it's two now, both of which are Walmart and I've had some challenges with Walmart and games, um, that, uh, that I've had two games now where I was unable to fulfill it. And actually EB Games, the Cyberpunk 2077 order that I had for the super special ultra fancy edition, that mm-hmm. one, I originally had a payment method that they stopped accepting. Um, so I, I originally ordered it with PayPal, which would have allowed me to ship it within the US. Yep. And, uh, and then at some point they stopped accepting PayPal for payments and I was unable to fulfill that order and they would take no other order and of course, being in Canada, they wouldn't let us deal with it. The long and the short is get better queue systems, please. Stress your customers out less. I suspect maybe some of this is by by design, but what do I know? And you could say, well, you're going to set up a bunch of people for disappointment because they'll they'll just never get the allotment, but I don't know. Seems like Um, I could have less stress in my life by just queuing. It would be nice. a service, Jacob. Maybe somebody should start a service, a queuing service. Well, oh, wait a minute. I think they're called scalpers. Yeah, I think they're called scalpers. That's kind of what's currently <laughs> going on. I mean, that would solve a lot of this problem where people can put their names in things. Yeah. Um, 
I think the yeah, payment I think thing is, really is agreed. Uh, Walmart has weird systems in place that just fail, and then you like, there's no way to correct it. It's just failure. So, yeah. but like, yeah, no, yeah. I don't understand the Zelda Joy Cons. I can't figure out. I the only site that I've actually seen them on is Best Buy, and like, you can't tell. They won't tell you whether they're like they're you know whether you missed it or whether they haven't actually had an opportunity. It's funny that they allow you to put reviews. The current reviews are like angry one-star reviews about how there's no way to buy them on Best Buy or they sold out too quickly, but I don't think they've actually gone up for pre-order yet. So it's like one of those things where people are just angry because they log into the site, they're there, and they say they're on back order. They don't have any, but that's I, like the I default. Love that these sites have an ability to leave reviews prior to products releasing. Yes. That is it's my insane. favorite part of that yeah. entire commentary. Yeah. So yeah. they're just about, they're really just reviews about Best Buy's pre-order system. That's I mean, there's a, ton, there's a ton of Amazon reviews like this where they just ramble on about like, oh, got it in one day or whatever. Yeah. Great for you. Yeah. That's like, not, I don't, that's not about the, the product. product. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about the shipping? Yeah. We're just talking about the actual, the product yeah, yeah. was broken. It didn't work, but I got it. <laughs> but in a day. Five, five stars, stars. One day. <laughs> one day shipping, five stars. This product. Your same. Same hour needs, but I was pretty yeah, happy yeah. about getting that package in the mail. So um, if we can come to an answer by the end of this episode, which I have high hopes for, Jacob. I, I suspect we can solve all of this by the end of the I episode. I have pretty low expectations. Yeah, okay. You well, say this so. like there's like someone else like doing some research in the background for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is a live show. Yeah. Let's go to the oh, comments. You know I should have done. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, you know what would have been really fun is if I, there's a place called like... Uh, I think it's called Fiverr or something where you can like, it's for like a, like a bit of a gig economy thing where you can pay people to do all, all sorts of odd things. Um, like if you need to somebody to do like a little logo font for a website or something, you can pay them mm-hmm. a small amount to do it. And uh, maybe I could, should have got on there a little earlier and said, Hey, can you help me find this out? And then while we're recording, anyways, and in, then, hindsight, yeah, maybe. in hindsight, in hindsight, what would have been, make- what it wasn't worth five bucks, I think for sure. Although I don't, I think the name of the website's misleading because I think people charge. I mean, you're suggesting we put more effort into planning our episodes. Ah, uh, touche. We, I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what have we been up to? Let's start with you. Uh, sure. All right. So everything for me at this point is about June 10th, 2021. I'm taking Jacob's advice and I'm going to purchase and play Final Fantasy VII Intergrade which is the expanded version, which, I, well, I'm going to purchase it and I'm going to play from the beginning, um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, the PS5 release comes at that point. That's the point where they have uh, the updated engine for it and 60 frames per second, blah, 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 blah. So it's going to look glorious and it's going to play well and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm really, really looking forward to it. So everything up until that point for me is going to be filler. Um, and so I'm going to see what, what bits of things I can fill in while we go. So I have a few things. Okay. Um, I mean, you're taking my advice like a yes. solid year later. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it counts anymore. Uh, I don't. Okay. I'm in. All right. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I should just take it, but I'm not. I think you should just take it, but I, I feel like it's weird that you're rejecting this, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Here's here's truly what I've been up to. Okay. I have played an, a remarkable amount of Minecraft over the last month. I am relatively proficient at Minecraft at this point, um, which I think is 
telling to sort of my investment in, you know, finding a common ground with my kid um, or kids rather, because there's multiple that play it. Um, and uh, I have to say, actually, the game's got a little more depth to it than I expected. And I think I can't remember if I touched on this previously, but uh, of course, we're, we've mentioned previously we're playing a game named Valheim, which I didn't realize it initially, but uh, for all intents and purposes, there is a tremendous amount of parallels that it has uh, with Minecraft as far as sort of the, um, some of the survival aspects. Um, I mean, obviously, there's tremendous differences as well, but there's there's a lot of similarities in, in the way that it works. And um, and it's just it's just a good time. Like, and so I've set up a server in the household. Um, frankly, it's really remarkable that my all of my kids have learned how glass is made through this game. Um, because you literally take sand and you smelt sand and then you create glass. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few, there's a number of other things in the game that are kind of true. There is an actual educational model you can get in Minecraft that will um, allow instructors to do a little, a lot of more sort of scientific elemental stuff, which shows reactions and and uh, connections between things. I don't know a lot about it, frankly, so I'm speaking a little bit out of the comfort zone there, but the my, that's my understanding of it. So that's all very cool. Um, so anyway, so we, I've gotten into that probably a few hours a week or whatever, but it's, um, it's a pretty good time. Um, and having like a, a local server set up where you can just kind of hop in and be in the same world as your kid. Um, and occasionally I've logged in at night and done a little something to when he, you know, when he logs in the next day, he's like, oh my goodness, there's this thing. And it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, cool, cool. Diablo two, uh, the alpha came out. That's exciting. Uh, for some people that got the invitation for it, but that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't you. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I I was kind of hopeful, but not like, you know, that hopeful. And honestly, uh, I'm not really, uh, I once upon a time, I was probably more keen on alphas and betas of things. But these days, I think I'm more keen on playing um, produced products. Although some of the produced products in today's gaming world are, seem like betas when they release anyways. Um I did enjoy uh, um, checking out some of the Diablo 2 streams, though. I thought that was pretty fun. And I watched some people sort of comb through it. Looks great. I mean, plays, they basically, it's just a super updated version of the same game, it seems. Was so it? It looks cool. Did you find that Did you find that it was like you were excited to get back into Diablo 2? Uh, I, I mean, if I'm being really candid, I think uh, Diablo 4 is way more exciting for me than Diablo 2 is. Diablo 2 is like I played it, it's got some nostalgia for me, but it's it wasn't a game that I poured hours into like some people have. Um certainly not like I have with Diablo 3. So I'm I think I'm more interested in a in a more modern version of it, but it's um I think it'd be really fun to go back and play. I'll definitely get it um and play it. I think the ARPG uh model is really really appealing. I think it's one of my favorite game types, um which is like the action RPG. Um, and those come in all sorts of different shapes and sizes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so with that, um, it's another game called Path of Exile, um, which is, uh, I think a lot of it was built on being like Diablo 2 from what I've read. Yeah. Um, and some of the sort of the tenants that Diablo 2 has, they really hold true within Path of Exile. Uh, so a very similar type of game as Diablo, but excruciatingly complicated. Um, to the point where very few people, I think, actually understand all the mechanics in the game. And it's been patched so many times and updated so much. Um, and so many, they have seasons in it where they add in sort of sometimes new mechanics or, or whatnot um, that add 
just additional layers of complexity. This is also the game that has the largest skill tree, I think, known to man. I think it's got like over a thousand nodes of different skills you can pick. Um, and you can kind of build out your character any which way you see fit. Um, it's really intimidating to get into, honestly. And I've tried a couple of times and I've kind of failed. I think I've made a better run of it this time because I found a really good guide that kind of holds your hand a little better. Mm -hmm. And so I'm finding that I'm able to get much farther, much more successfully, and I'm not sort of up against the difficulty I was previously. So I found this witch build. I think it's called Enki's Arc Witch build. And uh, and so I'm literally just following it um, sort of to a T. Um, and that's maybe what I'll do for this season that just started. Um, and I'll play through that and see. Um, but that's really fun. It's nice and sort of just a just a good time. And because I'm following a guide, it, it kind of just makes it easy and um, just a nice relaxing evening, frankly. It's fair. Um, and this, this is, comes on the... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, this is... This is um... This is your second, at least your second attempt at it, because you had started it last year at some point. Didn't uh, you? I think it's probably like the third or fourth attempt. Truly. Okay, <laughs> um, but but maybe my second announced attempt. Um, <laughs> the Too yeah, I mean, I've attempts. definitely dabbled in it a few times, but I've I again, it's 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 really tricky, I think, and it's got too many systems that just as in like an example, um, all your skills come from gems that you equip. Um, you don't like, you don't build out a character tree or have traits because you're a witch or a barbarian or whatever you, you get them literally from gems that you get. And then when you equip them and socket them into gear, that gives you the ability to do like a, uh, like a lightning blast or whatever. Okay. So I don't think lightning blast is a skill in that game, by the way, just for the record. Let's go with <laughs> it. Let's go with it. Um, anyway, we'll see where this thing goes, but, uh, but I think that'll be fun. Um, I'll continue to prod through. I think it's more of a wind down game for me. Gotcha. Um, I played uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So I think last episode I said I'm gonna. This is the the direction I'm gonna go, and I actually did it, Jacob. Good job. Uh, I finished a game. You finished um, it. I did finish it. Uh, I gotta say, it's really good. It was a really good game. I thought the story was really entertaining. I really enjoyed it, and I got a sniper rifle at some point. And I think like you kind of like stealthy games. I really like sniping. <laughs> I really like it. And I get a lot of fulfillment from like, there's a point in the game where I got a, I got a sniper rifle that they actually take away from you. I actually had to look it up because I thought the game glitched or something. Cause I went into an elevator at some point and then the, the gun got removed from my inventory. And I'm like, what? Like, this is weird. So I kind of Googled it really quick and they're like, yeah, they probably did this intentionally. It's just it just felt bad because of the way they removed it from me, but they probably did it near the end of the game so that you didn't have it near the end of the game. So you couldn't just snipe everybody. Oh, really? Um, maybe, I don't know. That was the sort of the, the thought and uh, conjecture online, but the, um, in any, in any case, uh, yeah, you get to a certain point of the game where it comes up with a prompt that basically says, Hey, if you say yes to this, um, there's no going back until you're done. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you're going to go through the rest of the, like the, the end game basically. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's probably another few hours. Um, I can't remember exactly actually, but, um, that can play out a few different ways, uh, and a few different endings. And so I did do a couple of different endings cause I was curious on kind of how things go. And uh, so you can definitely make some choices and steer the direction of the ending quite a bit. Um, the thing I didn't know, and this is, um, this is probably getting a little bit into spoiler territory. So I guess my question to you is, is are you going to play it? Because if you yeah, are, I, I'll never. I will. Play. Okay, I'm not going to say it then. Um, but there is some elements of that game that I wasn't expecting, um, where 
it just added like it this huge amount to the game that I just didn't think was there. And everybody I've talked to, which is a pretty limited crew uh, that has played it, kind of came up with the same conclusions. There's some aspects of it that are that they didn't really speak to. Like as an example, Keanu Reeves in it, but they they like a lot of um, uh, like anytime I've seen that kind of endorsement, that's usually like yeah they're in it, but they're not really in it. Right. Keanu's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he's in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much dialogue he has in it, but it's, it is a lot. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the story is really good. I, I think I talked to you about this offline and I can't remember if I said it in the podcast pre- previously, but like they've got some missions in there that I just have no interest in. There's right. like some, there's some racing missions. There's some, uh, and like the driving of the game is, is not like not great. Um, the, there's some shooting gallery missions and some other ones. I just, I just don't care. They're like, why would I want to go and do a yeah. racing mission in a game that doesn't have good racing mechanics? And for what? Like, I felt like they, it got added in because they're like, oh, we could make a racing mission. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I get why they put it in because it was maybe an easy thing to do, but it just, it's just zero interest for me. Um, uh, but yeah, otherwise the, I thought they, they pulled it off really well. And I thought it was, uh, I thought the character depth was really, really good. I don't know. I, I, th- I think the game got a huge amount of um, press, obviously, for all sorts of reasons. And a lot of them very negative, um, which is really too bad because I think it sort of marred a, an otherwise really, really great story. I suspect The Witcher 3 sort of um, went through the same turmoil at its launch. I think people maybe forgot, but they highlighted it during the Cyberpunk launch that the Witcher 3 didn't launch super spectacularly either. It had had some launch issues and maybe not quite as dire as the PlayStation performance, but but it was but it wasn't great. Um and they patched it a lot. Um as they have Cyberpunk as well. And uh, I got to say like the game played fine for me. The um and it also yeah, aside from some goofy glitches that I got a few screenshots on, like everything everything played pretty well. Uh there was one mission I think I highlighted way early on. I had to repeat because of a glitch, but yeah, I thought it was good. I did. I even tried out all the different like ways you could build out your character. Like I got the, the you can. I think they highlighted it during a lot of the advertising, but you can get like the blades that come out of your arms and mm-hmm. some other stuff and the melee. And so I tried a bit of that and I tried a bit of the the stealth. Not wasn't big on the stealth in the game. I don't think it was. I don't. Maybe it's better than what I got to with it, but yeah. I didn't find it particularly good. Um, and I didn't do a lot of the hacking. So there's a. It's a huge like other tree of hacking where you can like really get into just controlling the situation. And I don't even, I don't know, maybe you can even mind control people. I don't know, but the, I didn't do any of that. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean the bad press that it just, yeah, I, we don't have to get into it. We've talked about it a lot, but uh, mm-hmm. that's cool. I mean, I, I, I saw that there's some significant patches that fixing there have been i am gonna get to it and i'll 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 go through it um i probably won't uh based on my limited time with it i probably won't spend a considerable i'll just kind of spend mostly on the i was i would main storyline it personally it's not like it's not like there's some of the side like actually i wouldn't just say that what i would my advice would be for anyone playing it would be uh Main story mission and do all the character missions. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's some significant characters you meet in the game and you can do missions with them. And depending on who you are, um, you could. there's also some romance uh, options as well, mm-hmm. depending on those characters. 
Um, so there's some like some depth and story and in, in uh, multiples. So those are all really well done and all pretty interesting, I think, and compelling. And they also reward gear and loot and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I I got to the point where I was like really looking forward to logging in for a couple hours in the evening. So it's um that's good. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely hit a hard pause on it for a while, and when I came back to it, it 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 just seemed to shine a lot. With the consistent play, I think. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so Cyberpunk took a bunch of time. Wrap that up. That was good. Um, otherwise, have been playing uh, well some multiplayer Valheim with yourself and another friend, and uh, and some uh, Heroes of the Storm, which uh, has almost kind of taken me by surprise. I think you know what's really funny, Jake, is that we, I think we've. Uh, well, I think you've certainly influenced me a little bit and I've maybe influenced myself a little bit in some ways where single player games, like the story is generally very compelling and interesting and you don't really get that with these endless games. Yeah. But what you but what you don't get with endless games is like a good, you know, hang out with, with friends or other, other folks um, that you can just connect with on a semi-regular basis and accomplish something together and hots and valheim and other games like those do that i think um maybe hots more so where it's just an endless game and i honestly i it's not a game that either one of us had any appeal to i think initially and i don't know where you sit with it right at the moment but i I like it i enjoy playing it and i even if i don't really understand what i'm doing still half the time i i enjoy it i'm i'm it's 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 growing on me um it's definitely growing on me. Uh, I, I, it depends on the group, and I think now that the group has kind of settled in on who's there, I think just early on when I was, people were just angry, and um, yeah, I don't like angry gaming. That's no fun. <laughs> angry and critical, and it's just because we would we would play with not like a core kind of people, um, mm. and I feel like more recently um, it's gotten it's gotten better. Um, maybe that's a little harsh because it's not always like that, but um, I've gotten better. I've understood it better. I've kind of got my groove a little bit. And so I feel like I can actually look at the results at the end of the game, even if we lost and be like, Hey, like I was top damage or I actually had a right. top score for something. So I'm like, I, I feel like I did something because before You're I was, I yeah. was mocked at, uh, you know, have, you know, I was, I was a damage role and I was, the, I was lower than a healer in damage, like right. how badly I was doing. And, and nobody, nobody's really harsh about it. Like on our friends, cause we're just playing with friends. Right. And they're just like, sure. You know, so it's more of a fun time than a serious thing for sure. So it's fine. It's, it's a good kind of filler game. I'm, I'm happy to play it. I, you know, it's, it's got its place. It's. I can't say it's like my favorite game to play, but yeah, it's got its place. It's just kind of sit down and I'll 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 jump into Hots and and play with the group because it's you know. I think I'd rather play a game like Hots though than like play Overwatch. Oh, like don't get me wrong. No hate for Overwatch. Overwatch is a fine game, but it's just not a. Um, I think I like more of the the sort of the overall strategy of Hots and the. Again, Overwatch. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Overwatch for a period, um, but when I think back to that, maybe there was like just like way more anger and less, um, (laughs) less. I uh, mean, (laughs) forgiveness. I think we're learning. We're learning. There's a lot of anger and. Well, there's general. uh, I mean, when all these multiplayer games, especially when there's some kind of strategy and team dynamic that needs to happen, there's going to be anger, and I, and I, 
I don't know. I, um, maybe it was just the time that we were playing it, but I think back to that and I think that there was some kind of like, it just, it just didn't feel great. Hot's, um, Hots are longer games and, and maybe it just feels like you can accomplish more even if you're losing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it's fine. I, I'm I'm happy to do it. I was very hesitant at the start. I wasn't really feeling it. They got me into it and I was like, Neh. but um, it's uh, it's not something that I'm like dying to play at times. But if people are playing it and the group is there, I'll I'll jump in and, and play. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. Uh I can't imagine a time where I'm launching it by myself and going just to log in to play. Like this is a no, just a hangout, a hangout game for no, sure. No, but the people we but, play with, they're 100 percent doing that, right? Yeah, yeah, they're but, really uh, into it. Well, a couple of them, anyways. But the um, yeah, which is good, I guess, because they can help us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, improve. yeah. But I will say, um, playing Valheim, the like the mm. three of us, you and a friend of ours, I'm, I just really love. Valheim, I realized that it might be waning on a few people. Um, I say a few as if there's like a group. It's like not me. <laughs> there's three of us. There's and three it's of not us. either it's one not, of us. Um, but and I, it's got I, an end game, irony here, right? Yeah. Like it's it's it it's does, an early yeah. access game, so it doesn't have it has an end to its content specific, like right now, and there'll be more added. But I I don't know. I just I I like it as a group game. It just it's 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 almost silly and its simplicity in some cases like oh we're just gonna like go mining and doing this some stuff but when we start to like progress and kind of like upgrade our gear and work together to get through something it's very fun and there's some very good moments in that game where obviously hilarity ensues like last friday when i went sailing by myself and the waves were too much for me and tipped my <laughs> boat upside down and i had to stand I had to, I had to basically sit in the water until i got a pickup like if i moved we, i would have learned drowned. that you can tread water you can tread water though. indefinitely yeah. so all i had to do is i basically sat there while someone sailed their boat halfway across the map just to pick me up in their boat before i drowned yeah and i just had to sit yeah. there and not move so you yeah. know there's some funny things that happen and uh, i just yeah there's Good. Plenty of funny things that happen in that game, I think. And like uh, you and I, one afternoon, I think, uh, randomly just connected at the same time. Um, and we're doing some like renovations um, and built like a kind of like a, an extension to where the farm mm-hmm. was. And um, and then thought, oh, we'll put the pigs down here or whatever. And that seemed like it would work. And then a bunch of like who like, yeah, like shenanigans with where the pigs were. You're off doing something. I'm like, what happened to the pigs? They're not there yeah. anymore. And they're suddenly yeah. they're gone. Suddenly, yeah. I don't know how they got out, but they're gone. And we've done, no. we did, we did, I don't know, three different times and the pigs kept getting yeah. out. We loaded the pigs many times and they just kept disappearing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's, I don't know, there's some funny stuff there. I agree. I think I, I sense that we'll um, probably complete the last dude um, in the next few PlayStation play sessions, rather. And, and then it might, you're right, it might just get parked for a while until additional content comes along and maybe a revisit. Yeah. Um, but but that's good. It's definitely been a good that. time. I mean, we've all put in like 60 plus hours or whatever. For $20. For 20 for the bucks. It's a remarkably good value. Very yeah. good. And especially for an early access that you mm-hmm. kind of was a roll of the dice, but yeah, doing really well. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. Uh, and then I have one more. I started a new game, a very exciting game. I'm playing this with the, with the kid. It's a uh, Disco Elysium, um, yeah, the jealous. super fancy edition. It is, um, I I think I said the same thing, or rather I said this to you when I started it. Um, 
it, it is very clear to me in the first like 30 minutes of the game how this game got such accolades like it is it is such a departure from sort of some modern gaming bits the art in it is a little more i don't even know how to describe it it's gorgeous it's it's really nice but it's um uh it's just not it's not modern like it's almost got like a pop art or anything it doesn't have like almost like a hand-drawn kind of feel to its like 3d-ness like it's it's it a almost bit feels rough. like it's like paint, painted in watercolor. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like. Like it's just, but it's gorgeous, and all the paintings are gorgeous. And of course, uh, you pointed out to me that the um, there was some commentary on the voice acting, which is why I was waiting for. I was waiting for the game to be sort of definitive edition that had the voice acting and whatnot. And I'm finding it phenomenal. The voice actors that they chose are just like really great. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a couple that have spoken so far for me. We're a little further along now. Um, that I'm like, did you, because I'm like, I could do that. Like, I don't think you, I, I felt like it was like, hey, Jacob, could you just come over here and record a few lines for us? We just need another voice in the game. And <laughs> Jacob was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I feel like there's a couple of those, but there is some someone that they have that are just ridiculously good, including the voice that talks the most, which I think is your conscious. Um, and yeah, it's really good. I don't really have anything else more to say on it. Hopefully you'll get into it at some point and we'll chat more on it. Yeah, I would like to. Um, yeah, but really good. Um, and then I also have I have a game line or game lined up after that for us, which will be this little game called Last of Us, which uh, I'm very excited about playing. <laughs> but it was a flip of the coin, uh, whether we played Disco or we played Last of Us. Um, but here we are. You don't have uh, Last of Us 2, do you? I don't, but based on uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours, uh, high accolades for it, and some other uh, reviews that I've uh, read on the quality of two, it makes me want to just get through one so that I can play two. That's I heard fair. two is just bonkers good. Um, story story wise, it's it's really really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to tell so me we'll get your there. experience no with rush. Last of Us. Yeah, I can't. Sorry, I can't. Re- you finished that, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, you did. I, I thought uh, I that my my rating of that game was that I felt it was a little overrated. Like I right. I don't disagree that the story was great, um, and it was it's compelling. I just wasn't super keen on the gameplay. Well, but- it's 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 like you know it's the highest of accolades is like. You know, it's like a movie. Like, is it like Gandhi or like some like crazy, like high regarded film? Uh, I don't know. know. Maybe there's lots of really good. The way the way. Well, I don't know. The way that it was presented in the past was that it was like this just golden egg. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, it was great. I I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it was great to play. I just. But there's an aspect of it that like I'm not great at dealing with which is generally like the zombie-esque uh piece of it um right like the very first thing i did was i played about 10 minutes of it and then was like yep this is going on easy mode and i was just on normal i couldn't do normal it was just too stressful but um fair enough but the story was good and the characters were good and i did enjoy that um i'm curious to see last of us 2 i will play it at some point um uh but um yeah, yeah, I hear that. Uh, by the way, the pull of Gandhi, I had to look it up just to double check that like, I'm like, is that 
is that as highly regarded as I remember it being? I mean, it is. It's a 85% Rotten Tomatoes, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Maybe not as high as I thought it was. I thought it, would, I thought it was like 97%. Um, anyways, fine, a fine film, though. Not like Skyward Sword. By Richard Attenborough. Not like Skyward Sword, uh, which is like... Not the, like Skyward Sword, which is like 96%. Yeah. Or 93%. Like, just terrible Zelda game, though. Terrible, awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about you, Jacob? What have you been playing? I mean, so I'm still playing Valhalla. So my big decision on Valhalla is I got to take a step back from collecting everything, doing the non-Jacob mm-hmm. method move away from the Jacob method and go to the non-Jacob method uh, because I really do want to finish that game. I'm in 90 hours in and I still have uh, probably a pretty decent amount of the story left. Uh, but I think this is, I think the Jacob method's good. And there's some games where you apply it, where you love it, right? Where there's like a lot to explore. You and I talked about yeah. this a bit, but but we also need, I think I, I think you and I both need to do the same thing. I think I'm, I would probably just do it more liberally, but where you decide not to do the racing mission because you don't need to do the racing mission because yeah. who cares? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it, I, I have. I always like exploring the world and spending the time in the world and doing all that stuff. I think with with Valhalla, what I really want to do is just kind of get through kind of the main game and come back to it to do the little bits whenever I want to. Which I'm probably kidding myself. Like I don't think I will. But I've 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 spent a lot of time in that game. That like I feel like I've got it. I just want to experience the. Um, the story at this point like i just want to continue experiencing the story and complete that part of that game um there's so much there's so much more to play and i like i when you started disco elysium that's been on my list for a really long time and uh my wife wants to play it and so she's like when are we going to play that i'm like after this we could play it but as you know uh may 14th i should know the exact date it's may 14th or may 15th one of those two dates disappointing uh yeah. is mass effect uh so that's coming out soon and that's gonna that's gonna be the game that we're gonna be diving into uh as soon as it releases so there's on may 14th yeah may 14th Whew. well i got one of the i got it it was 50 50 um at least i got it wasn't like <laughs> at least i said both <laughs> yeah at least i said both it wasn't like oh it's may 16th so i got it wrong completely so come on yeah, yeah, yeah. i said may 14th yeah. first as well so that also Listen, is a bonus you, point you have it for me. Whatever. Get out of yeah. here. Get out of here with your harassment. Um you should get you should get that for Mother's Day for your wife. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Very yeah. thoughtful. Actually, she wants a weed puller, actually. This is getting mm. she just she just discovered <laughs> pulling dandelions. My parents bar- lent us uh, a dandelion puller, which is like a pole okay. with a little uh, claw on it. Didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, so you okay. shove it into the ground and then you kind of pull it back and it grabs the dandelion and then you pull oh, yeah, it out yeah, i've seen that yeah. i know what those are yeah, yeah so yeah. she got this I didn't know those were and she feels though. like it's yeah. very cathartic she's just been like going to town on our lawn and she's like like yeah. uh, so you're gonna have to go through like sneak out at night and like put more dandelions in so that she has something to do the next time. i don't have to do that you should see a yard <laughs> like it would take it would take a miracle to pull the number of dandelions that are in our yard right now. Like nobody took care of this lawn when we bought this place. <laughs> so like it's the front yard is basically like, let's just rip. I think it is just dandelions. Let's just rip it up. <laughs> so she's got plenty of time. She, she, she can. There, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Anyways, <laughs> not a video game. Maybe it should be a video game. Maybe that's a good I design mean, game. Yeah. I mean, think Animal about Crossing. It's probably a VR game, though. Animal Crossing, you got a weed. I wonder if she wants to play Animal Crossing now. You could just weed forever. Yeah, she might. And then she could start. You know, people do that as a side hustle. Like, 
Yeah, people invite go to other people's islands and just do it. Exactly. For, yeah. Maybe she can get, get paid. Yeah. yeah. Some Venmos like or whatever. It. You get paid. Oh, some Venmos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. it. Good. Good ideas. These are good ideas. Okay. Yeah. So Super Mario 3D World. Uh, I'm bringing this up again uh, because I wasn't going to do it. I think I talked to you like last week and I'm like, why am I why am I still playing 3D World? I should just play Bowser's Fury because at this point I hadn't played, even tried yeah. it. I haven't even booted it up. I didn't even understand the menu system to launch Bowser's Fury. You know what? Neither did I right away. Like, <laughs> I didn't even see it. It wasn't obvious how long, to me. Literally, this is last week that I've discovered how to play Bowser Fury. I always saw it on the gotcha. side, and I was like, I, I must be like within the menu system. No, 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 no. Like, it loads up, and you just move over to the side, and now it's Bowser's Fury. Yeah. Anyways, I got to the end of 3D World. I'm in the bonus, bonus, bonus level. So there's the final, final level, which was where I was at with the Wii U version. Uh, I put out a call to you and another friend. I need help. Yep. Uh, I, I yep. don't I don't want to do it by myself because um, yeah, I'm going to break my switch if I try. Yes. So I've got two levels to do and I need some help. Yeah. So just just this is a reminder. You and I have to have to. Have yeah, to do yeah that. be fun. So I started Bowser's Fury and I hadn't looked at what Bowser's Fury really was. Wait, wait sorry. Can we just pause for a yes. second? Uh, we may have to do those levels twice. I'm just putting it out there. like for me, and then on yours. Yeah, that's fine. Because if I don't, yeah, no, right. that's fine. If you if you I like help it. me, I help you. All this right. isn't Very this good. isn't a one way I... street, Adam. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, this isn't a one way. <laughs> Not like street. usual, Adam. Not like usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I loaded up Bowser Fury, and n- not what I expected. I guess I just figured bowser's fury was kind of an add-on to 3d world and it was like just going to be 3d world for the amount of cats in there is that what it was? Uh, i wasn't prepared for the number of the amount of cats and literally everything is cat themed yeah um i also wasn't really prepared for it to be almost like an open Mm quote-unquote 3d world where Mm -hmm. instead of an overworld like uh 3d world bowser fury is like a walk around and almost ex- like a almost like a three like an odyssey close to it, it is and it isn't well, right like it, it no but it essentially has levels and whatever and they're kind of compartmentalized but yes it but is yeah but it's like world. that it's like yeah. almost like the odysseys of the like in that sense yeah. like it's it's yeah. you just explore and then you kind of the levels are built into that overworld where you go through you get close to the level or you go through that little archway and that's the level yeah. and, and you collect these things i just didn't really expect it and honestly why haven't i been playing this yeah it's pretty fun it's it's really it's really good and it's very it's cool. just a good time and it's yeah it's fun I, it's not it's not super hard it's just fun no yeah 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 and it's and it's different yeah. and i guess i just was approaching it it's like i it's not that i didn't like 3d world i liked it but i just figured it was just more levels it almost like um um toad's treasure tracker kind of like when they added more content to that it was just like yeah these are oh my Joe treasure tracker jacob levels. when when we were playing the regular part of 3d world yeah and we got to i was playing with the kids uh, which is really great by the way because there's like four of us and it's just all sorts of tomfoolery happening right mm-hmm. but the um we so my youngest and eldest um have played toad's treasure tracker together they played they've completed the whole game together yep. um and he absolutely loves toad he thinks toad is the best uh second to luigi um and i think actually i'll have to i'll get a full rank okay, for next please episode. do um and so um w- but he wasn't aware that it came from 3d world 
So when we go through 3D world and he's like, oh, that looks like toads. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does. And we go to the level and he's like, oh, like, just like his brain is exploding. It was pretty great. When you do a three, I can't even remember with the the toad levels. Is that you only play one player with that? Uh, No, it's multiplayer. So all four people play like a toad. Yeah. Uh, And and all four have camera control. It's pretty great. That that (laughs) that is even more insane to me it's horribly it's horrifying and generally most of the levels got done by one person because they were the only person left and it was almost never me (laughs) just saying (laughs) actually i was very pleasantly surprised at how many times i wasn't the contributing factor i did also post i just want to highlight while we're talking about 3d world i did post a tweet that i thought was absolutely hilarious i don't know if uh, of course i have like four followers and have a private twitter but but the um uh, the video is of the snake boss. Yeah. Actually, I think it's the second version of the snake boss, which has the plates on their on his heads or whatever. And it's literally just me doing laps around the arena as Mario, just just right around the outer ring, just running around in circles while my kids <laughs> beat the boss. And they, I didn't tell them this is what I was doing. And at the end of it, they're like, "I'm like, oh, that was really great. I did I did so much work." And they're like, "Oh, thanks for your help or whatever." I'm like, "No, no, check this out. I didn't I didn't do it." <laughs> Like, it's funny because you shared that video uh with me and a few others and didn't get it i didn't see your i didn't see mario i just watched right. your your kids playing and being the boss i was right. like oh, okay yeah i'm like yeah. that's great that's okay good. yep yeah but you're yep, that's and how you, you do that you mentioned yep. you're like doing laps and i was like around <laughs> the boss i don't really understand like yes you're beating it i didn't see mario in the video yeah and you were you yeah. were i know you were devastated by our lack of i was devastated commentary yeah by your lack of attention we're like and, congratulations yeah. you beat you beat a boss and you're why like, are you posting yeah. this you're like Ugh. Yeah. and then and then and then i didn't hear from you from three weeks and then finally i convinced you to record a podcast yeah sorry uh back to bowser's fear <laughs> no i mean that uh, that's it i mean i've been playing it i haven't played a lot of it i'm in like the second world right the frozen one um yeah. Uh, just I uh, honestly it's just yeah, I guess this is for people <laughs> who may not know, but it's uh it's different. It's 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 obviously got the same um the same power-ups. It's got the same power-ups and a lot of the same kind of feel as 3D World, but it's a lot more um God, I'm going to say 3D. It's because it is. It's yeah. it's it, like uh, 3D World is it, um is there's a overworld you enter the maps and even some of those levels aren't like fully you can't control the um camera camera 360 yeah. whereas in yeah. bowser's fury it is all built around this world and it's a 360 thing yeah it's more like a, i think odyssey's it's probably and the whole that i feel like i read a thing on this and they actually said it was maybe built on the odyssey engine i can't remember oh interesting well maybe it was i honestly I, I feel like there was a discussion but i don't remember the details i mean you could you could see it probably like sure but um and the whole bowser kind of um timed kind of event thing is also it gets tiring i I, that's the one thing i'll say is that because he shows up so he shows up pretty frequently and it he doesn't stop showing up frequently and it's like uh, i just kind of want to do these levels guy i'll I'll get to you don't worry don't worry i'll get to you yeah yeah i don't mind it so far because i'm only just started yeah (laughs) so i'm liking it It, it's fine it's fine (laughs) it's yeah um all right uh, a friend of mine and I picked up the Trine series, which is not a new series. Uh, it's been out for a long time. Uh, although the fourth one, I think, is more recent. There's there's four of them. 
Uh, it was very cheap on the Switch. So we picked up the series and we started playing the first Trine. It, it, the whole idea is um, if it's almost like a more modern take on Lost Vikings, if you ever played the Blizzard game Lost Vikings, which we talked about in a past episode, um, where there are three characters with each different powers. There's a uh, kind of a warrior, a rogue, and a um, wizard. Um, and you can cycle through them. You can play up to three players and each plays a role or you can play with two and you can kind of share and cycle through them or you can play with one and cycle through all three of them. And and they each have their own abilities that can get through a level and and uh, do different things. And uh, Is this local co-op? Online. Are you playing through like a online. screen share? Or is no, it's an online, online thing. thing. Okay, yeah, online. It, actually looks, it actually looks really good. I'm watching a quick little video of it. I've never seen this game actually. It's pretty good. It's uh, I played yeah. it on Wii U, I think. I think I, I ended up getting it for maybe through a humble bundle or something like that on Wii U. So I played it before, um, but by myself or a demo, I should say, maybe it was a demo is what I played. Uh, But we thought, you know, it's a good, we were always looking for co-op games. I know we we are too. And uh, so we thought it was on sale at the time and we were like, let's pick it up for all of them. Um, So we picked them up and started playing that one. Um, So that was a good one. Um, Played some classic NES and SNES games uh, through the on like online service on the Switch, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really just calling out my Poyu Poyu skills. I didn't know I had. I've never played a Poyu Poyu game, and okay. uh, so we played uh, an SNES one that was on the Switch. Um, and I just schooled my friend. I mean, and he played it before, so he's going to be furious with me calling him out in the podcast. But uh, just saying, mm-hmm. uh, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be practicing. For the next time that we meet up um but right. i'm not afraid do you feel like he's not doing that um i don't think he is do you want to like elicit some challenge of some sort i mean what challenge do you wanna... even if he practices <laughs> like he's got nothing on me i'm saying that now we'll see fair that's fair don't yeah. thrown i get uh, it now <laughs> poyo poyo for the uninitiated is essentially tetris yeah with like a slightly different uh, sorry not tetris it's more of a uh, block matching yeah like a bo- bo- functions more uh dr mario's dr mario style game yeah. Yeah, i mean it's it's got that tetris feel uh but yeah dr mario is more like it um but it's, you're matching block colors there's always like a different um style of how you change the the the, the little balls or blocks and uh mm-hmm. how you get um better scores and yeah sending sending your uh who you're playing against bad blocks and how you you know break those apart and stuff like that yeah basically that sure but it was a lot of fun actually playing some nes uh snes games played a bunch of different little like co-op or uh yeah co-op ones and verses and it, and it was fun to do so i have to say that kind of stuff is fun to get revisited from time to time i remember going to the retro gaming expo a couple of years back um with a friend and they had sort of a nes area set up a uh, retro gaming area actually i think they had a few different consoles set up but they had uh ice hockey which i think is actually on the switches um library mm-hmm. um but uh just classic ice hockey so we sat down and we played around it, i don't know it's like half an hour or whatever but super fun yeah 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 some of the classic, classic stuff hockey. is fun yeah um desk squared this is a game that i've owned for a long time uh, I just never got around to playing it. And my daughter saw it and she was like, let's play that game. And I was like, I don't think we can play this game, but let's try it. It is a two to four player puzzle game. Um, and got to say, I am playing with a five year old 
and mm-hmm. very good. You're getting schooled. No, it no, yeah. it's, it's it's a co-op, right? It's a puzzle co-op. So like we're you're solving puzzles together, and honestly, it's very fun. It has like a portal vibe to it because the whole idea okay. is it's like it's it's narrated by a guy who's like running these pointless tests. So it's kind of funny, you know, not. You're going to, you know, like if you were to hear it, you'd be like, man, it's not as good as Portal. But yes, it's not going to be. But it's still kind of got that vibe. It's funny. Um, but it is just like you are each a colored box. And it's it's all about like walking on ledges and like triggering switches so the other person can proceed um, before the other person does. And then there's like things where as you as one person walks, if the blue person walks, it pushes like red squares on the other side that could push the other player off so you got to be very careful about how you so it's just it's just about mm-hmm. like coordinating with your 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 person you're playing with to tell them like okay now you just walk okay stop okay now my turn and and figuring out the cycle of things as you solve the puzzles and um we haven't played it in a little while but uh we were getting we were schooling the levels it was actually a really fun i i just thought it would be way too tough but um Honestly, uh, yeah, she was doing really well. And she doesn't have, like, great coordination about, like, um, precise motion, right? But beca- sure. because it's not, like, a... It's not... You don't have to be really fast, necessarily. It's yeah. all about just taking your time. Just she can just kind of, like, there, yeah. use the joystick to kind of slowly move. And I just kind of tell what, her... What uh, system are you playing this This is on? Switch. It okay. goes on sale a lot. It's been around for other platforms, but... Um, yeah, I feel like I've seen it on sale. I, I was actually questioning. I have to look it up later. I feel like I might own this, but your uh, your review of it makes me think that I should. It's a pretty it neat game. Well. It's it's uh, I've enjoyed it. It's just it's like um, snipper clippers in a sense, you know, like just like right. a fun thing. Um, probably less frustrating than snipper clippers in a sense. I think people but... lose lose the spouses over snipper clippers or snipper clips. I, but, we yeah. we did it. We did it. And we're still married. <laughs> um. <laughs> And it is, yeah, nominally, yeah, exactly. But yep, um, but this, uh, yeah, anyways, Death Squared. Yeah, very good. Um, I will just say a couple things that are coming up that I'm interested in. New Spirit Fair content. There's new Spirit out. I might just jump in and check out that Spirit, um, because I I did enjoy that game. Um, and then Pokemon Snap at the end of the month. Uh, I so I think Pokemon Snap. Tell me, tell me, tell you tell me what Pokemon Snap is because I don't think I understand what the game is. From from what I can tell, it looks like I guess get to be a sightseer and take pictures of Pokemon. Basically, that's it. But it's 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 a pretty casual game. Obviously, uh, it is all about an on rail system where you are a photographer. You don't have to worry wor- to worry too much about where the thing is taking you because it just takes you on a roll. And it's just about looking at your surroundings and looking for Pokemon and taking the best pictures. And you get graded for your pictures. And so it's all about taking cool pictures, using items to get the Pokemon to do fun things. So you get like secret photos. You can, I don't know too much about this one, but like in the other one, you could do stuff to like cause them to evolve in front of your eyes. So you could get a new, you know, evolution get a picture of that in this one you can find secret uh secret secret routes to find new pokemon it's all about like a it's a -a collect-a-thon essentially Mm. um i really liked pokemon snap 64 uh back in the day it was just a fun cool concept of just taking photos and this this game is is like perfect for playing with my daughter 
it'll be so much fun. She's very big on the Pokemon, um, just from us playing, you know, uh, Let's Go Pikachu. And um, it will be, I, I believe it has like, you know, gyro control so she could have it handheld and kind of look around and take the pictures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but there is a puzzle element to it as well because you have to kind of you can trigger events and new Pokemon and you you know sometimes you have to like um, figure out how to how to coax them out of their habitats or whatever so you can get a good picture of them and stuff. Um, this one seems way more in depth than well more in depth than the first one. The first one had you did throw out like food and and things like that, but this one seems like it's a little bit more like. I don't remember there being secret routes in the other one. This one seems like there's a lot more content. I mean, it, it being what that Pokemon Snap would have been like 97. So it's a long time ago. Sure. But I'm interested in it in the sense that I think it it sounds like a game that the kids could drive and I could just sort of, you know, uh, backseat couch participate yeah. with, which seems like a really kind of good time to me. I think there's too many games where I have to sort of lead the way. Um, so a game where they can lead is really appealing. I, d- I don't, I don't think, th- I mean, there is, it, it's one of those things where, um, you're not, I don't think you're blocked by anything. Uh, you're just, mm-hmm. you, 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 you get into the vehicle, it moves for you and you take pictures as much as you want and, and look for things and you might miss things that time around. And it's like one of those things where you'll just replay it over and over again, because you'll, you'll realize, um, too late you know, you like turn around the other side and realize you just missed something that happened over there. Or you'll take a picture of one and be like, well, that was cool. And then suddenly something else happens that triggers them to do something bigger. And you're like, ah, oh, I missed that picture. So you, there's a lot of that kind of rep- repetition of of trying to get the best shot. And um, so I think it's I think yeah, it's, I go. think it'll be fun. I mean, it's a lot of nostalgia for me, um, for sure. So it's a little bit of the bias, but um, with having a five-year-old uh who's already pretty big on pokemon um it'll be it'll be a fun thing to get into yeah awesome yeah so that's what i've been up to very cool let's take a quick break we're going to come back we'll talk about uh some other stuff yeah, sounds good there you go talk to you in a bit see you in a minute welcome jack Welcome, welcome, Jack. Welcome, Jack. Jacob. Welcome, Jack. Jacob. There we go. That's how do you want to try again? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I asked that question. It's always the same answer. Go with it. I mean, it's great to be back. Just go with it, Adam. It is good. It's great to be, to be Jack. It's yeah. great to be back. <laughs> it's, it's all of all the, the things. things. Uh, let's, let's, I think we have, what do we have? We had a Nintendo indie roundup and I think a few other odds and ends we wanted to chat about. Let's start with Sony. Let's um, start with Sony. So this, Sony's been in the news recently and I've watched a bit of videos of people's opinions about this. And I have a friend who's like kind of feeling pretty strong about their approach. Sony's done some weird stuff in their approach to gaming and, and, um, how they're approaching kind of all their, um, platforms. So, so, so it was announced that PlayStation is closing down the PS3 and Vita stores um, this year. Um, so that was kind of a big thing. People were kind of freaking out about this because it just seemed like kind of crazy that they were shutting down these these um, these two these two things, basically preventing you from buying their games anymore. And 
I I thought it was that people couldn't download them anymore. Is that true or not? No. Or do we know? Because I think that was actually the real concern. Uh, no, they claimed. So, th- I mean, it was basically like a step forward for that eventuality. But mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm 99% sure it was just buy-in. So you were going to be able to download your already purchased games, but you would not be able to purchase any digital games for the Vita and the, and the PlayStation 3. And... And like one of the things, you know, people said, like there were actual developers freaking out about this because some people are still actually creating Vita games, even though it's not like a very popular sure. thing. Like they're still kind of creating those things while well, they were doing it in such a way that, well, they put all this development effort into creating a Vita thing or they were planning to release it. They weren't going to be able to sell their game anymore uh, on the Vita store. D- digitally, and it, anyways, and yeah. it seems like such a weird thing to remove in some sense that you're like there is some like nostalgia and it doesn't seem like there's that much effort in maintaining the ability to still buy PS3 and Vita games if you own those consoles and still want to get those things um but um i mean in the end the end the end of the story is that uh they backtracked they heard the fans heard quote unquote, and uh, they are not they're no longer closing the PS3 and uh, PS Vita for now. I mean, for now, I think it's just delayed. I'm sure it's delayed. I, I think um, I've, so I've heard a few things and I don't this is just hearsay at this point, so I don't know how factual some of this is. But what I've heard is that um, like as an example, uh, PC, obviously extremely good at uh, game art uh, ability to archive games or even, um, you know, games that are running on MS-DOS or other older platforms, you know, people found ways to make things function. I think we've even talked about um, some games that you've played where they've done a good job of being able to ensure that 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 old stuff launches properly. Um, So PC, obviously the best at this, and there's certainly people there that are archiving these types of uh, older games and they'll be available forever, even if it's a bit of a gray area for, uh, you know, storing and and distributing some of this older stuff. But um, the... Uh, Xbox has done um, a pretty good job, I think, this round of basically saying, like, on the current gen Xbox, I think they they let you wind right back to like day one Xbox. I think, like, they've got like full backwards compatibility, or or like a ninety nine percent, like it's really high. Is it or is it? I well, because recently they released original Xbox games on their cloud gaming service. Uh, I don't think you can play. You can might, you, you play 360 and Xbox games on the the newest one? I don't know that you can. I think only through the cloud uh, service. I feel like you. Uh, I feel like the Xbox 360 games on an Xbox Series. Is it called Xbox Series X? Um, I think they. How to play backwards compatible games from the Xbox? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Xbox One, Xbox 360, or your original Xbox disc right into the Xbox Series really? X. And it'll so, install. Yeah. So, so, I, so the, I think what I wanted to comment here was that they, they've written sort of, the people have sung their praises for this, right? Cause they're like, yeah. great. I can play all my old games and I only need this one console and it will do all my yeah. things for me. That is not the mentality of Sony is my no. understanding. So the mentality of Sony is that as a, as a Sony, like you own a PS3 and you own your PS3 games. If you want to play your PS3 games, you keep your PS3. That is what your PS3 is for, and your, that's what your PS2 is for, and that's what your PS1 is for. Don't sell your old consoles, guys. They're, they're good to play all those games still. 
Like, don't be short-sighted and just move on to the next generation. Keep your old console. It, it, it's a weird, it's a weird position to take. Um, especially I think in this day and age, in people's like, there is still a lot of people who game who want that nostalgia and be have access to those games. And so, uh, Sony's uh, like had just like poor. You know, they don't really get it. Um, like their failure of the PS One mini console of last year, where they didn't really do a great job of even like emulating them or making any efforts into it and people basically like that thing was went on like discount within a week it was it was so poorly reviewed compared to mm-hmm. like sega who released people consider like one of the best kind of little mini consoles of sega games um yeah is that right i haven't really followed anything past yeah, the Nintendo no, sega stuff. made a really good one um place sony mm-hmm. just kind of like jumped in and was like oh people like this sure we'll do it but they put no effort into it people complain like the emulation is terrible they didn't really do any effort into the actual thing um but your comment about this like sony saying like oh just keep your console and so you can play your games well it was discovered that the this this issue this there's an issue that exists in the ps3 ps4 and ps5 though um the ps3 has it the way it's built it doesn't technically have this issue but they purposely has put in a thing where um, I'm, I'm going to do a poor job of explaining this. You can look up videos and descriptions of how it functions. It's essentially there is a, a check on the console to make sure that it's not hacked by checking date and time and things like this with their online service. So it checks online to make sure that the console is in sync. Now, if you didn't have network access, it has a CMOS battery in it that is like its backup. Well, the well the problem is, is if they ever turn off that online service, which they're already starting to try to do in the PS3, you know, in their in their past consoles, you will no longer be able to play not only digital games that you've purchased, physical games will no longer be able to work. It doesn't it's not like mm-hmm. it doesn't let you just like go to the store and stuff it will not like you have a physical ps4 game that you put into your ps4 it won't work it will no longer work if they turn off that online service and you your cmos battery so do I, I just so do i just need to get my battery nope, replaced or because what? you need to get your battery replaced but then you need to get on the online service to sync it with the new thing before so a series of events have to happen so if that online service goes away and your p and your ps4 mm-hmm. gets out of sync there's no way to fix it anymore that seems unreasonable. I would hope that um, if, if this is like a recent revelation that we'll see some well, patches that'll patch the up outrage <laughs> might move Sony. But this is like, but they purposely did it. It's not like a design. It's not a bug that they've they've put I, it I in like every a, console yeah, that they decided to make this design sh- choice of doing sure. it. But I think it's like a pirate, like an anti-piracy design choice by the sounds of things, or an anti-something that. Um, uh-huh. Anyways, it sounds like sounds like it's a software sure. patch. That it could be it done, is. Right? It, they do. They, people have said like they could technically change it with a firmware update to to prevent this mm-hmm. from actually happening. Uh, but they've purposely to its, done to it in the other one. I, it's just an interesting or, thing. But yeah. like, but so. But this is the thing with Sony. They their their approach on these things is is just. It, it does seem like a bizarre thing, and. Excuse me. It is it is it is weird to think that the consoles are so tied to the online in this digital age that there's no like thought about preservation of 
you know, that idea that I want to keep my PS4 so that I can play those physical games like, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, right? And it's crazy town though, right? Like you're talking about, like I get what you're saying and I don't disagree, obviously. I've loved preservation, but it's crazy town to think that there's any, like you're, you're as a company, you're basically signing up to have to support things indefinitely. And that's not a viable not, business model no, because they're not selling you're not, stuff anymore. You're not necessarily, no, I mean, you're not. I I have to have an infrastructure that supports. No, but you they, they've designed they designed their right? console because they've designed their console around requiring oh, the infrastructure. Sorry, I I'm I'm backing up back to the PS3 Vita store shutdown or whatever. But that like oh. the whole idea of this game preservation thing, like like there's an infrastructure that needs to be maintained in order to be able to support these stores staying open. And I think it's a problem with digital games in general, right? Like you, we fast forward to like us as uh, old men, like like these these stores are gone. They're, they're not around anymore. There's no way, right? There might be other ways to play these games. Like they'll sell it to us like 14 other times, like through other means, but but the, um, but the these stores will be closed. And what will a PlayStation 5 do in 50 years? Will it be functional? I, I would hope so. I would hope they patch it at the end of its life to say, okay, like the last patch will un- unlock some of the stuff that we had locked down a little bit because we're not worried about it as much as we used to be. That would be my hope. Um, I, I don't know. There's some decisions that don't seem entirely clear as to why they're made sometimes, I think, with with uh, Sony's notorious for some of these. Nintendo, too. Yeah. Um, no, I, it, it, yeah. it, I, I, the stores, the stores is, is maybe less a surprise that they went down that route. I, I think the, the end of life of consoles, it'll be interesting to see whether they actually do anything about it. Um, we're not talking like um, this is necessarily coming. You know, the, the discovery isn't like, oh, my God, Sony, like, what have you done? My PS4 is not going to work in a year. It's it's mm-hmm. really just the fact that there is like a there's no workaround for a physical game. Like the thing is, the thing is, is like. Fine, if the online structure is not there to play like online games or anything like that, but if I have a physical console with physical games that like in 10 years time. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not, nece- I'm not a collector necessarily of these things. Like, I mean, of the consoles that I've bought over the last, you know, 10 years or whatever, I, yeah, I'm keeping them because I'd like to play it. But if, if I found out that my Wii basically, oh, the online structure is dead, you know, they turned it off. So you can't authenticate anymore to play your physical games that you already own. That is insane to me. Yeah. And well, we can yeah. agree to, they need to patch. We can so see, you know, we yeah. could we could say, well, Sony will fix it when they finally disable the PS4 thing. But like, I'm just, it's just mm-hmm. it seems it seems crazy that that's that's like even a consideration that you would buy this physical thing, have the physical I, games, and as I especially totally for agree. collectors, yeah. like I, you know, we're not necessarily that things, but I couldn't agree more. Well, so like, and I and I was I keep I talked about the retro game expo thing that I went to previously. Well, there's a ton of stuff in there that was sold that's ancient. That of course all of it still works because yeah. it's all just ancient pre online stuff, and so it just yeah. works because you plug it in and it works. That said, isn't there a few Nintendo games that don't work anymore when their their battery dies inside the cartridge? I feel uh, like you there might is. be right. Uh, yeah, which you know obviously was. I, I, I actually think these batteries last forever. And now that you say it, I don't know if I've ever had a computer. Now, mind you, I don't think I've run a computer for more than maybe 12 years mm-hmm. or so. But uh, I don't think I've ever had a CMOS I don't know. People changed. said, like, people speculated that you could probably have the CMOS batteries dead in your PS4 
um, especially if you have like a launched one and you wouldn't know it like sure. it wouldn't you wouldn't generally have an issue um, with it. The CMOS like if as long as you connect to the Internet like once um, and someone tested this, someone tested there was a brand new um, PS4 that they bought. And I don't want to get into the deal. You can I can even t- tweet a kind of a video of the guy going off on it. Kind of he was uh, kind of annoyed about the whole thing. It was, it was incensed. I mean, it, for, <laughs> rightly so. Like the idea that they would. Ah, I've had to do yeah, this, but I get it. Yeah. someone bought a PS4, um, and I can't remember what they did, but they basically test the theory out of like a brand new PS4 without doing anything with it. That like, yeah, it just wouldn't play anything. But I seem to remember when the Xbox three, not three sixty, maybe it was three sixty, and maybe the PS3 at the time. I feel like when they came out, I remember there was a lot of problems for folks in the military um, trying to use these consoles because they had to connect online so much. Yeah. Like there's just, this is the world we live in, right? Where, And I remember Blizzard got massive, massive flack when Diablo yeah. 3 came out because it was the, one of the first games that came out that had to yeah. be online. And like, why are you making me play this game online when it's a, I can, it's a single player game or it can be a single player game? Why? Um, but they... They, they stuck to their guns and man like nowadays there's like a billion games that are all like authenticating online because it's a it's a way to deal with piracy yeah no yeah, it's a so i get it yeah i mean i mean piracy and piracy is a huge issue in for general them, right? nowadays is is like uh is problematic because even from a physical game standpoint that's not even a guarantee that you are going to be able to play that game. Like even in the Switch, if I put in a, if I put a cartridge in the game, like it's version one. And nowadays everything is updated. So if the infrastructure is not there to update the game, then who says you're going to play it? Even even Nintendo games get updated. Yeah, even yes. Nintendo. Who would have figured? But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just an interesting thing. It's 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 it's. But that's kind of like the, but that's almost like the way Sony built their consoles was they had this thing where like, well, you, you're not going to really be able to play your physical games anymore because if you didn't keep it up to date, then they're not going to play out on the disc. So like, why does it matter when we shut down the service? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, I will, I'll have to do a dig a bit because I'm curious on the CMOS thing. I, I definitely agree that it's a atrocity if you can't play your physical games 50 years from now on your PlayStation 4, because that seems like something I should be able to do. And almost feels illegal um to take that ability away um later in life you it, know what I mean? it it does i, I you know when in 50 yeah. years when you and i are still making this podcast um mm-hmm. and playing video games um episode like 112 or something yeah whatever. exactly and yeah. we're i mean we're, yeah. we're not using i mean obviously <laughs> we're using our minds to control the games uh mm-hmm. stuff it'll be interesting to see um whether we will get to a point where game preservation has gone to a point where you have access to a, like just you the, the history of video games because i think it, it from a from a access point it's it's we're we're at the point where the digital age is like growing to a point where all these games should be accessible i mean the fact that xbox can literally just like take its backlog of games and be like yeah they're all part of get cloud gaming now like you can play some original xbox through their cloud game it's a very I, cool i do think that concept. sony has it on i think sony has it on playstation now actually i i do feel like they have their entire back catalog on there but i could be could be off there that's the streaming their streaming service that they've had for eons um okay completely unrelated to what we're talking about but 
kind of in the sense that we're going to be playing games yeah. with their minds. Uh, there was a video posted, a bit of a PR stunt kind of video by Neuralink, which is uh, one of the Musk, Elon Musk yep. uh, companies. Um, they're doing work to uh, do some kind of implants into brains to figure out how to manipulate things. Um, and their first sort of, I think it might be their first video, but they essentially have a, uh, a test subject, a chimpanzee, I believe, um, that they were able to work with to be able to play Pong on a screen uh, initially with a controller. And then at some point they took the controller away and they were still playing Pong, allegedly. Um, allegedly. I, the, it, the, the initial um, applications for this were not playing Pong. They were for like uh, people to, you know, that had um, conditions that didn't allow them to use devices, um, handicaps of whatever sorts that they would be able to interact and, use a phone properly and all sorts of things, which would obviously, you know, open up their quality of life pretty dramatically. So that stuff's really exciting. Um, but also you and I playing video games with their minds in 50 years sounds pretty appealing too. So yeah, I won't put that out. I mean, I mean, I, just, I do kind of like the idea that we're still doing this podcast for 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that podcast is just, actually speaking of podcasts, uh, Apple had a big announcement today. Uh, they just announced a uh, podcast. Uh, Apple is the biggest podcast uh, provider and in the world, right? Um, and they just updated their podcast app significantly, and they now added subscriptions, uh, which is super interesting um, and completely unrelated to video games. But uh, it is a uh, uh, the idea being that you can charge um, uh, whatever amount to remove ads, additional bonus content, whatever you want. Um, almost like almost inserting like a Patreon right into your podcast with a Patreon. And letting out what would what we what we what would we remove if if we (laughs) if if people subscribed uh the there's something there that we could remove to to, that people might might be willing to pay you know what we'd have a we'd have a cleaned up version where i talk You know what? You know what? Um, the service that we provide mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. mentioning the name of the game a couple of times that we're talking about um, that we probably failed right. to do in this episode already. Yes. I, you know what? Yeah. I was thinking that like five minutes ago. That's Unless a service that we're going to charge for in our subscription. <laughs> That's right. Two dollars so a month. You may think that this is something that you would just expect, like to keep people interested <laughs> in our podcast, but you're actually going to pay for it. What game are we talking about? That's right. I don't know. Subscribe. Find out. Yeah. It's beeped. Yeah. It's like. If you don't subscribe, you get the censored version. So I've been playing. That's right. And yeah. And I really like it. Everybody should play this game. It is called. Everybody should play. I like it. Oh, my goodness. We've got so many good ideas. That's some money making. Definitely. This is a money making podcast that we're just not really taking advantage of with our. (laughs) I mean, that's why I'm our six light listeners. Man. Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty good. My hands rubbing together. Oh, so excited. Money. (laughs) okay anyways nintendo indie roundup i um let me let me lead with the fact that i think you had a few listed here that you were interested in i have one uh maybe one and a half no two um and the rest of them i don't really know anything about but admittedly i found this not super exciting i can't wait for nintendo to come out and actually share some exciting news about their first party stuff but there was a two um but i like their indie i like their indie roundups don't get me wrong i've been super excited about them but this one was there wasn't too much for me either 
th- th- there's a few things, and the things that I'm going to mention um, are not necessarily games that I'm like, oh, I got to play this game, or it's just that piqued my interest. Uh, there is one. There was one big reveal at the end of the indie roundup that I'm definitely big on uh, is Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals, which is a follow up right. for Oxenfree, which was a game that surprised me at how much I enjoyed it. Um, I've talked about it on this podcast a long time ago. I think it's been a year and a half. I think it was very early on in the days. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see another Oxenfree. It's an interesting game. I It's not a game I expected a sequel for at all and wasn't looking for it. Um, but we'll be interested to see what it's about because as far as the story of the first one goes it's not one that i thought would have moved into a sequel so unless it's just like a sequel in the sense that it's kind of same style and um game mechanics but a different group of people different kind of location and things like that you know be good anyways very excited for that um uh i think the next couple here were ones that i as you put uh, one of these on the list skull the hero slayer i thought looked kind of neat like a side scrolling kind of mm, seemed like it had kind some of, adventure elements kind of hack and slash um but uh, a hack platformer. and slash yeah looks cool it's, though art style is cool bit of a pixel your 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 uh skeleton uh attacking the heroes so it's like the anti-hero um and your abilities are oh, the hero removing slayer. people's yeah. heads so you like remove heads and those heads give you different abilities and there's like 50 or 60 different abilities based on you taking different heroes. yeah it seems like it might keep it fresh and interesting yeah they, it, it looked kind of neat yep um and then the other big one and i don't know what platform i'll buy this one on it might be playstation um because i suspect this is a multi multi-platform release but uh TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's yep. Revenge coming out. This was, this is like nostalgia in its best form for me. I mean, I remember being at arcades playing uh, TMNT as a four top um, uh, uh, arcade yeah, yeah. cabinet um, and extremely enjoyable. So yeah, can't wait to play this. And if, uh, if we can play online together, great. I mean, honestly, it would be super fun. Uh, if not, I have, uh, I've got some recruits here that I'm going to try and <laughs> recruit to play with me. It should be pretty fun though. I love, I, small tidbit of history, uh, for Adam is, uh, I was massively into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a child. Uh, I had, uh, they actually had like a, it wasn't like, it was like AD&D essentially for TMNT. Like it was a full role-playing game, um, that was much grittier than the, you know, the, the candy corn cartoons that they put out, um, and I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. I actually got very proficient at drawing oh, the yeah. turtles. Um, I can still draw. I can still draw them reasonably well. Nice. Um, yeah. So, so this is a this is one's yeah. It looks really good. I, I've got a bit of nostalgia there. I'm uh, playing um, NES and SNES uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, and mm. uh, we were looking at it. I was looking at it like a week or two ago because this came up, the Shredder's Revenge. And I was trying to figure out which ones I had played. And there was one, and now I can't even remember which one. I'm pretty sure it's the SNES one that I remember going over to someone's house and playing it. Because it had almost like an overworld. And then you went in to, to, to locations and then you there was like a, the fighting element to it. 
Okay, I don't re- I don't really remember them very well. But so I've got a, some nostalgia for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, for the cartoon and stuff like that back in that day. I I don't know that I was at your level of uh, you know, fan, but um, I do definitely remember it. So what looking at it, it's it's a very um, built to be nostalgic. The pixel art, um, around it, um. So it's kind of a modern take with kind of that retro vibe to it. Um, it looks very well done. And it's not a type of game that I would necessarily gravitate towards. But if it is something that we could play together, um, I would definitely get it. So, yeah. Um, very cool. Road 96, I think, was the first thing that was revealed in the in the round uh, in the uh, Nintendo Indie roundup it was um looked like a story based multi-path hitchhiking game essentially um Mm -hmm. and and the whole thing was just these flashes of the protagonist kind of saying i did this i did this i did this like different things that they did because you you can make multiple choices and kind of have your own path the thing is there's not a lot to say about it right now um, it looks interesting. Don't know how it plays out. There's, it seemed like it had a little bit of action to it, like fighting off, I don't know, uh, gangs while you're like hitchhiking. I don't know. There were some weird things in there. So hard to really know what it was fully about, but um, it did seem like it could be interesting. Um, another game that has been out on Steam and it's just coming out on uh, switch is the longing which is a game that basically goes takes place over 400 days like 400 real days um and the game is an idle game where thing it just constantly plays when you're not playing um and it's all about a suit like a character made of soot or something like that um, and waiting for the awakening of their king um, in 400 days. And so you can play different ways. You can literally start the game and not touch it for 400 days and come back to it and you will get the ending. Um, and that is an okay. ending you can get. Um, and, um, but you can then play it and uh, playing it is like exploring this cave or cavern that you're in and the thing is that everything is based just like a constant time. So the time is just moving at a normal rate. And so I like this, man. I feel like, like I can pad my, my gaming <laughs> numbers here, but it seems interesting. I don't know. Like it, it, you, so you go, you explore, you can get things for your kind of little home area, apparently, and it will speed up time. So like you can get things to kind of liven up your home and time will actually speed up a bit. So there's ways to not wait the 400 days. It'll speed up. Like you can read Moby Dick and the whole book is in the game. Now you can just send your character to read a book and they'll read a book and time will go faster when they read a book. Or you can literally sit down with your switch apparently and read Moby Dick alongside your character and time will go faster. That's pretty cool. Um, But there's like puzzles where you'll like end up in a location and you have to wait for a place to fill up with water so you can swim across. But it takes a while for that place to fill up with water. So you got to come back when, you know, you would like 
turn off your switch or turn off the game and come back so, to it. so you're like so you're in there for 10 15 minutes and like i guess and so you out, kind and of you like, walk yeah. really feel, slowly yeah at first like watching the trailer it is a like it looks like a slog but i i listened to um the ign crew talking about the indie roundup and there was a woman there who talked about the longing and she she said it was really worthwhile she said it looks like a slog but it is pretty neat neat and like worthwhile and they all asked her if she waited they she played it for 400 days and she said no 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 you end up speeding up time as you play it more and get more into it that it does not you don't Mm -hmm. spend actually 400 days playing this game or waiting 400 for the ending got it so that's cool and there's multiple endings and depending on what you do and stuff like that yeah i think i've revealed previously i'm pretty big into idle games um to some regard or another i picked up one recently for ios called uh, acorns which i think it's called acorns it's uh it's, it's relatively new it's called mm-hmm. idle acorns um where i'm just getting acorns from trees and then doing stuff with them and it's pretty great but i like i play it like five minutes a day it's um it's just this little thing that pops up and i do and it yeah. i enjoy it get a little hit little hits of dopamine for completing things or something right. i don't know um but uh yeah this sounds interesting intriguing i will check it out yeah it's uh yeah it does uh, the art is neat it's kind of like hand it's a hand yeah i, I was looking at video while you were talking yeah, about it it's yeah. very cool um fez yeah, sure. which is not a new game is coming out for the switch it's an older i don't know how old it is um but it's a pa- puzzle platformer and then i saw the video of it i saw it in the roundup and uh, heard a bit more about it and i was like oh this seems like a really like a game that i would play it came out nine, nine years, years ago. ago that's how old it is wow yeah april 13th i, I was told that I, I ign was talking about it and they were saying that it was an older game but i didn't realize it that old but it it looks it's supposed to be mm-hmm. very good and uh i'd look i wouldn't if you never told me that i would have thought it came out yesterday there's i mean there's lots of yeah. games that look like this but it's uh, yep. it also looked uh, cool. There's a bunch of different other games on there. I don't. Uh, you mentioned one. I didn't write it down. Uh, Annapura, Annapura, Annapurna. Annapurna. Uh, yep. It's coming out with or is publishing two games, and they didn't they are, yeah. really say much about them. But they could look. Annapurna puts out some pretty good at, stuff generally. Like they put, yeah. they're a publisher, right? But they've they've published a lot of they look quality kind games. of like. Um, they kind of look like story interactive kind of not uh, uh, I hate using the term normal games, but um, they looked interesting anyways. They look kind of uh, unique, uh, but again, not a lot to go on. Just some little flashes. I think it was I think they were actually even. As I recall, uh, they were kind of in a more of like and here's some other games and they kind of flash through them right little snippets of things yeah uh, not a lot to go on to say like these look amazing just looked interesting so that's and that's kind of a lot of what the indie stuff comes up you kind of get flashes of games at times where you're like well it looks really interesting i don't know what they're doing or you know i think back to cyanar Mm -hmm. wild hearts when cyanar wild hearts was announced um and we got a kind of a snippet of that and i just remember seeing that and going like what what is what am i looking at i don't even understand and it looked crazy but i wasn't like this doesn't seem like a game that I need to play. You can't be super hyped about it when you don't really and understand what you're looking at. And then you play it a few years later and you're like, man alive, that was such a good game. Like, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't, I didn't understand it then. Not, uh, you know, and, and yeah. uh, so 
maybe still maybe don't still entirely, don't entirely understand but, it, but it was, you yeah. know, it just it was not. Uh, <laughs> and so it's hard to great sometimes yeah. judge these games with this small amount of information that you, if if it doesn't have, if it doesn't have like some connection to it, some nostalgia or some sequel or something that you knew about, uh, it's hard to really judge it. So. You know, I think this is why I like listening to some other gaming podcasts other than ours, of course, um, because uh, I like just getting a personal perspective from an individual. And, uh, you know, over time as reviewers, you know, if you, you kind of glom onto certain reviewers that you're like, oh, yeah, like that guy over at uh, GameSpot or Giant Bomb or IGN or whatever. These these are folks that uh, their comments usually ring true for me. So maybe I'll like Tom Marks, for instance, he'll say something about a game and I'll be like, oh. Uh, I'll listen to Tom um, and maybe I'll check yeah. that game out now. Um, I feel like, I mean, this is their job, so they get to play a lot of yeah. games. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, f- I find that really useful for for figuring out whether a game is something I need to investigate more um, because I find, like, like you said, uh, some of these previews are very difficult to discern what these games are about, especially when they're a bit off the wall, like a longing uh, that we mentioned with the 400 Days or the... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any of the other sort of oddball ones. Uh, a perfectly good example would be uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Right. Like, based on what you could see from what they sort of show you, like, unless you're like really digging the art style, like, what is that game even? Right. Um, turns out that game is really great, and you should all go play it. But it's, it would, I think it would be difficult to discern that from the content you would see prior to purchasing it. Well, I, I think even for myself. Uh, I just I made an assumption based on it. I was just like, oh, it's an, it's like an adventure game, kind of point of click or something like that. And while you could argue it's a little mm-hmm. bit of that, I'd say it's closer to a just like a just like a, a like a walking no, simulator. not not yeah. even a walking simulator. Uh, more more like a visual novel, an interactive visual novel. Because sure, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't that the same sort of thing? Than a walking sim. I don't like that. I, I don't like I don't the. Know. I don't like I, the term I, I'm, sim. That's offensive. You don't like the, I can tell you don't no, like it. That's I offensive. Don't. <laughs> but I think the idea, the idea behind that, and I, I could be completely off here, but I think the idea is, is that you're, you know, you're essentially led along a path, and you make some choices that aren't particularly important. I, yeah, I don't know. Which which would be kind of a visual tomato model, tomato. Right? Tomato tomato. I got three more things to say, Jake. All right, here they are. Nintendo. You mentioned to me. Uh, prior to the call that there is somewhere buried in the Nintendo firmware, Switch firmware, there's some Bluetooth audio code. That's as exciting. I don't know what it means to me, honestly. If they, I, and my comment to you prior to the recording was, if they were to enable it now, I would put my hands up in the air and say why. Uh, so I think it's curious that it's there. Maybe, maybe, this is me getting you know, my tinfoil hat out and, and my antennas and everything. Uh, maybe this is prior code to the new console that they're building. And that I I would uh, suggest that this would be a huge miss on their part if they didn't provide Bluetooth audio in the revision I of can't, the hardware. I can't imagine uh, that a revision of the hardware doesn't support wireless headphones. Oh, I, I can imagine it. I, it's Nintendo. Oh. But it'd be I crazy this, for them not I to, think, based yeah, on the demand Okay, fine. It. Yes, Nintendo has and the, the modern, ability to... And, and today's age of like phones without headphone jacks like come on give me a break my my phone has a headphone jack um, and i appreciate it i appreciate yeah, it every yeah, like yeah, blue yeah. moon where i 
lost my wireless headset or like they're dead and I just I'm like, oh, I can just plug in a headset. This is great. Just saying I do appreciate it time to time still. And you can keep making that face as long as you want at me. I know nobody else can see it on this podcast, but I appreciate it time to time. My past. So I went. All right. Yeah, I know. I went with a phone with a phone jack and then I went to a phone without a phone jack Mm -hmm. and then I went back to a phone with a phone jack. And when when I didn't have the, the headphone jack uh third mm-hmm. oh yeah i was so noticeable that i didn't have it and then i got it back and i f- i'm surprised you even have a wireless phone honestly instead of a uh, instead like, of, it's i'm surprised it's not something you just have to constantly have tethered to something i, or I never unplug it somewhere it always says it's always say <laughs> my mistake in. i've made I mean, I some assumptions wireless they say but i gotta have it plugged in second second thing <laughs> i have to say have we resolved no. where the control no, we have not range? no because we've been talking this whole time Third thing I have to say. What about pre-ordering? No, also have not solved that, like you promised. Can you please tweet Jacob and let him know? Not Jacob directly, though. Tweet the tweet the the, I mean, you the could podcast. Tweet me Friend, friends of our too. podcast. No, don't. No, I want to see it I mean, too. You'd see it. Um, but my, I might keep it a secret. Yeah, I might see it, and that. Mm, I, I would like. To, I, let's rally and get Jacob the book, the that, book he that he deserves. He deserves. Uh, and and, may, and maybe yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the Joy Cons I'm kind of on the fence on. I would I would like I them, but I don't want to replace my original Joy Cons. That's for you. It's totally fair. For me, I have two repaired, fully functional sets of Joy Cons. I don't think I need to buy anymore. Uh, I'm not pair from IGN and own every single set except I don't think he has Neither the. Am I. Um, well, nobody really has them. You say that. You say uh, that like no, I know I'm right. the the pair of the world that has. No, that Listen, was not an insinuation by a any means. But I can for, see how you jump to these conclusions. Uh, yeah, it's really easy to jump to the conclusion because it seems very I, obvious to me. So, so the rarest Joy Cons are the ones from the what's the construction oh, the switch thing called? Ones. The, it was the, a refold all the paper, the cardboard ones. Yeah, so they like I think they made ten for a contest, yeah, and they look the, amazing. The whole console, of course, I think like too. amazing. I'm, I think I saw a thing that suggested that there was a set being sold for twenty five thousand dollars on eBay. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the world we live in. So my understanding of the current state of affairs for collectibles, um, and we're seeing this in all sorts of avenues of you name the the genre of hobby. Um, you're seeing prices go out of, out of control because the sense is, this is my conjecture, is that uh, a lot of people have extra money kicking around that haven't been, you know, obviously uh, displaced in work or whatever from what's going on in the world. But the uh, but they're also not going on vacations and sending, and so they've got a, a bit of extra dough kicking around, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to start collecting that thing that you normally do, and now your price has gone sky high, uh, which yeah, is kind of so. crazy." PS3 apparently the next big bet. If you have the original PS3, mm-hmm. like the big boy, uh, which I do, tucked away behind a TV somewhere downstairs, uh, apparently that's the that's the bet. That's the one that's going to skyrocket next. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, you heard uh, it here, folks. I mean, don't not not professional investment advice. GameCube, GameCube was the last thing to <laughs> skyrocket. Um, I, I believe uh, it. Yeah. And then um, even some Wii U games have become, yeah, really, yeah. So that's interesting. It, it, you never know. It just people discover these things, and then it becomes a thing. But yeah, GameCube, Hot GameCube thing, became. Man. 
a big thing because my friend uh, kind of uh, got back into his GameCube and was uh, doing stuff and discovered that like it quickly picked up pace and people were trying to grab a lot of the GameCube stuff to revisit that. So, yeah, go figure. Yeah, well, I mean, if someone can solve my Zelda Joy-Cons or uh, the making and art of control book, um, that would be fantastic. I think I feel like we can do it. I feel like the podcast can <laughs> we'll do it. See, we'll see the let's, power of the let's let's rally. Let's rally we gotta, around. We're gonna get this out pretty quickly so far. that people can actually use this uh as a rally. I think effort. so. So that's, that's right. gonna be up to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll do our best. Yeah. That's Jake, it was always a it's a pleasure, man. We haven't chatted for a while. Yeah. This has been really fun. Glad to do this. We should do this. We should, do, you know, we should do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is we've got a good thing going on here. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody. Again, for listening. we're at uh, on Twitter at Outrun the Bear. We'll see you next time.